0: Everybody, grab your Bible, a journal, and and a pencil, and maybe even a cup of coffee, and join in on the conversation. But first, I want you to write this down. Joshua 1, verses 1 through 7. It's a lot, so let's listen in. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will dread upon, I have given to you, just as I have promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, All the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I've swore to the fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go.
1: everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together and we talk through truth and scripture. And in this episode, we dive into Joshua. And I haven't said this in a while, but this actually turned out to be one of my favorite episodes that we've done. We talk about enjoying God and the promised land, and what does it look like, and how do we move forward? How do we take a step in faith? How do we do that when we have an Egypt in our past or wilderness in our past? And Anyway, it's just a really fun episode, and honestly, in my opinion, I think it's filled with a lot of great truth. So pull up a chair, listen in, and we are so glad that you're here.
0: Kara, this is an exciting day. That was a lot. (laughs) I love Joshua, and I am so excited. Can you tell? After my uh, horrible, depressing tired, non-fun opportunity we had last week, I listened to the podcast. And I just want to say to you that joining in on our conversation, thank you for listening. Because I was listening to that and I'm thinking, are you just depressed? So um, I've gotten um, right with yeah. God. I mean, you
1: did address that.
0: So I did. I did say that it, it has just been oppressing for the love. I mean, turn the TV off. And so... As I began to read Joshua and started getting into just the promised land and and how that God had promised Moses. Hold on. I just want to acknowledge a moment. Okay. Because I
1: feel like there have been many a times on this podcast where I have said how behind I am. And I got Mm -hmm. caught up. Yes, you did. Good job. And thank you. But I just want to say... That what
0: you told me offline this past Uh, week, that you were behind. Yes. No wonder I was depressed last week. (laughs) Now, I was behind, but I was still in Deuteronomy. I was still, or maybe I was already into Joshua. Right. But I was behind. Give me grace. Even the Dot Bowens of the world get behind in their Bible reading. Absolutely. It's not just
1: us lowly people like me.
0: That's right. Even the Dot Bowens get a little uh, overwhelmed and a little oppressed. Not really uh, depressed, but just kind of down a little bit. And so anyway, we talked about that last week. I'm not going to talk about that now. But join in on a conversation because what I want to talk about today is extremely exciting because what we see is Moses died. Now, Carrot, did I say this on the podcast? But I told you, I think, off the podcast that I cry every time I read that Moses died. Oh, yeah. That, we ha- we talked about that offline as well. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, it makes me so sad. I don't know that man. Well, I don't see it.
1: It definitely those last few verses in Deuteronomy definitely like get to me. I don't cry, but you know, we addressed one episode that I don't have any emotions or feel anything. But oh, you do too. I know. I'm just I'm just kidding. But um, but it just like I don't. It does like something in me to like. I feel like I'm. It's like I'm reading about this love between like the way that the Lord. Speaks to Moses and just like like there's like what does it say here? Let's go back. It says something like like the Lord knew him face to face. Basically, like there will never be another prophet like Moses, and not because Moses was so great, but because of the love that the relationship they had, they had. the yes. relationship that mm-hmm. and it. So yeah, it doesn't make me sad, but it just like it definitely does something to me
0: where it's like this. I don't know what it is. Well, in the reality, I do get sad, and I cry every time I read it, which has probably been 20, 30 times. But what I want to say is that I think for years I was sad because he didn't get to go to the promised land. Right. And, and I, that, I've I felt yeah, that, Yeah, I mean, too. we felt that. And we've talked about that. And mm-hmm. and reality is that literally I was praying, and I said, God, I really have a problem with the fact that you didn't let Moses into the promised land. Right. And And really and truly, I felt like he said to this, I mean, literally the thought came in my mind, well, your problem is that you think more about the promised land than you do about having such a wonderful and intimate relationship with God, with me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I see that Moses died and God himself buries him and you know, you like, you're right, they're intimate relationship, but yeah. And he takes, like, the Lord leads them to this mountain
1: to show him. I mean, he didn't mm-hmm. enter it in that moment. And we did, we have talked about this. Yeah. On, I don't yeah. know what episode it was, but how later in the New Testament we see that Moses actually did enter the promised yes. land because of the transfiguration, transfiguration in the Gospels. And so, anyway, but the Lord takes Moses to the top of the mountain and shows it to him, like, he shows mm-hmm. him this whole.
0: This the whole area is like this. Yeah. whole, this is. Yeah, it could be like, look what you're not going into. <laughs> but I don't believe that's how God meant no, it because I love I'm- God and He's so He's so loving. And uh, but He He does tell Moses, let's don't get on up about him not going into Promised Land because the mm. the sweet thing is that God told the Israelites, this is the land that I'm giving you. And they knew that from the day they started out. Now, not everybody entered into the promised land because they sinned and um and died in the wilderness. But now this next generation is coming in and they're going in. It is crazy to think that
1: of the I don't even know how many thousands upon thousands of people that left Egypt mm-hmm. to enter the promised land, two no, enter. millions.
0: Yeah, oh, millions. millions. Yes. but there was still no there was another generation there were several thousand no I know but the million yeah. no but I'm saying the millions that left Egypt mm-hmm. that knew were told
1: you're we're leaving Egypt to go to this land mm-hmm. only two enter like that is
0: crazy to me well I will say this that we don't really know that it's just two I know you're talking about Joshua remember not Jacob mm-hmm. and Caleb but we do know that there were foreigners, there were other people there, but as a whole, so many, the majority of them did not go. But to say only two, I would have to look that up. But I, I but what the point of it is, Kara, is that God told them from day one when they were walking out of Egypt that they that they were going to be able to go into this promised land, but now they're getting to go, and you know, it's it's like almost like as we as believers, like Jesus has led us out of bondage. He's bringing us into the freedom of knowing him. He's, you know, he said, I've set you free. I am the truth and the life, and I am the one that sets you free. And so God has allowed Jesus to come, and he is really, you know, leading us to the all the promises and all the things that God has provided us. And I think Paul calls it the riches of his glory. Mm. And so we, it's like a process. It is a process of understanding. And we talked about uh, standing on his promises. But the point of what I'm trying to say, because you're looking at me really weird, is that, <laughs> is that, God promised it but they didn't receive it. They didn't Mm -hmm. experience it. God has promised us obviously heaven. This is not promised land here was not representation of heaven because there's battles and people die and stuff like that. But we obviously have heaven and but there's so many things and we talked about this about the promises of God and what to stand on. And so as we walk as children of God, as believers as the follower of Jesus, it's kind of called, you know, that big word, sanctification. We begin to walk every day in the truth that we know. And and as we walk into those truths, we are beginning to receive all the things that God's already provided to us for us through Jesus. Does that make sense? I think so. What
1: I hear you saying is that There are some promises that God has promised us Mm -hmm. that we may not receive because of lack of faith or, you know, whatever, but they're like how we, basically how we, how we walk with the Lord, Mm -hmm. like the way, you know, if we walk hand in hand with Him, if we trust him, if we put all of our faith in him, that sort of thing, like those promises. Wait a minute. Let me put my hand
0: up. In reality, what you're saying is true. We don't experience all that God has. We may not experience all the things that God has given us, but we do have all of those things. Does that mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? So right. it's not like if I don't trust God or if I don't know what the promises are, then I may not be able to really receive the promises of God. It, we've received them because we're now His child. We're uh, joint heir. If you've uh, accepted with him. Jesus, that's right. right. But we may not live them out. We may not be able to experience all that God has for us. And I do believe that. I believe there are a lot of believers that are gonna die and never really receive. I think I'm gonna be one of them. God has given us so much. Well,
1: there's gotta be elements of yeah, there's there's no way we can receive it all here. Right. Yeah. Well, and a lot of it, I think, our sin nature. You know, that's Mm -hmm. where Yeah, where we struggle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know what I love about this today, Kara, is that he said, "Everywhere you stand, on I've given it to you." As Moses, as I tell, But doesn't it say to too,
1: even like pretty much everything that you see as well? Doesn't doesn't he say that also somewhere? I think where it's like, everywhere you step, and then also because the land was so vast and just,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it was like as basically like everything
0: that you see as well is yours. Well, and it was allotted. So as what he was telling. Moses was that wherever you go across and wherever you put your feet down, that's where I'm going to give it to the to the people. Now there were allotment, and we'll see that in Joshua, where people you know take a certain amount of the you know inheritance. Mm-hmm. That was land. That's not God's promises. That is not like as a believer, there are certain people that get more than others. No, this was the land and. What I'm talking about is the promises that God has given us because we're His child.
1: I just looked down to Joshua 1, 13, that says, Remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land. Mm -hmm. And I have written in my margin, I guess I I honestly don't know what year I wrote this in. I must have read it in a commentary. But basically, rest in this context, Mm -hmm. what it means is, Freedom from threat, secure borders, which is again freedom from threat, basically like peace in terms of from war and that sort of thing. Enjoyment of inheritance and all-around well-being, like it wasn't the place of rest. Isn't just this like kick up your feet and you know take kick a nap and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's this freedom, and I think in that time in particular, because you know, like. Uh, you see with Israelites, they, they go into other, you know, camps and well, they did not rest inside. Yes. Right. And so I think that, I think that as there is some parallel though, of like there it's this freedom, it's peace, like peace within, mm-hmm. not like, that's right. it may not be, but an internal peace there's in. And I think the enjoyment of the inheritance, which is like mm-hmm. what you're saying it's, in an all-around well-being where it's like this place of you'll be able to enjoy all that God has provided and given you'll be able to enjoy you know the milk and the honey and the land and and even like internally like you'll Mm -hmm. have this internal peace and rest and I think because
0: they were set and as we read and you start out with Joshua first and going that they were prepared for battle so when you're talking about that rest Kara it is not talking about rest from your enemies because they had to Prepare for battle. Matter of fact, right. right at chapter one, it says, prepare the people. Tell them to get ready because they're going into battle. That's why the promised land could not be a, a metaphor for heaven because they entered into what God had given them, but they had to fight for it, even though God had given it to them. I actually just read
1: that. I don't know where. It's a few chapters on, mm-hmm. but I have, I have that written in my margin of... It was already given to them, but they still had to fight for it. So the mm-hmm. outcome of the war or the battle was already determined, but they still had to fight. They
0: had still right. had to take that step, and they had a part to play. Yeah, it's obedience. Right. Do what I tell you to do. And so that's kind of what we need to think about today. I mean, a lot of people that, uh, as I depressingly talked about last week about uh, how everybody's depressed. And after listening maybe to last week's podcast, they may all be depressed. But what God was saying is that He wants to give us so much more than just the peace and no problems you know, around us. He wants to give us the peace that's within. And so I think that one of the things that, you know, in Joshua, you think about how many times... Joshua say, you know, be strong, be courageous, do not fear. Well, obviously, Joshua is saying to the people, we're about to go into battle here. You don't say be strong and be courageous because everything's going well. Right.
1: Like you wouldn't, there'd be no need for them to, for God to continually say, be strong and courageous and have no
0: fear if there's nothing to fear and nothing to be. Fighting over. Yeah. But. He said, if you trust me, if you follow me, if you uh, worship me with all your heart and you listen to what I say and you do what I say, then things are going to go well with you. Now, it did not mean they wouldn't have a battle. It just means that they would have the strength to fight that battle. And, you know, Carol, we have to relate that to where we are today in our, as, as believers. When we live in sin and we don't trust God— we don't have the strength where we do deal with being afraid. We do become weary and want to give up. And and so when we live in sin, that alone is going to is a battle. But then when we're having to face the other battles within everybody else, but what I want us to talk about, believe it or not, and we've already been in here for some time, is that how it is now, time to move forward. And I just started thinking about that, and I just wrote it down in, in my Bible where it's like, move forward. Don't look back. Don't continue to live in that wilderness. That's done. That's your past. And I think so many times as believers today that we get so tripped up about moving forward because we are holding on to our past. We're holding on to our past Um failures and things that we look back and think we're just not enough. We're just, you know, we just always are struggling and we're always having a hard time. Or we even label it as, well, that's just the way I am. And I think that the challenge today as we, you know, start uh, moving into the promised land is that God is saying, look, move forward. Now, God didn't always say move forward. When he first started out, right as soon as he got out of uh, Egypt, Right before he got to the Red Sea, he told him to sit down and rest. Yeah. But now he's saying, move forward. And I just think it's time that we move forward. I think that's true with where we are today in the world. And I think it's true we, with us as believers. We need to stop looking back. And we need to start looking forward. Well, I think it,
1: I just keep coming back to um, the definition of what that word rest means. and. Mm-hmm. and and like God is providing you a place of rest and within this land, but I keep coming back to it. One of the um, meanings is the enjoyment of the inheritance like to in, mm-hmm. basically to enjoy the land. And I think that plays a part in moving forward is we're letting go of, you know, whatever it is we need to let go of so that we can enjoy where we are. That doesn't mean that where you are today, may be. I mean, like, you know, these people are walking into battle. They're walking into, you know, a battle. So Mm -hmm. it's not like this enjoyment of like happiness and everything's going great. But I think that there's a level of, again, inner peace and enjoyment of like our days when we have, when we are Mm -hmm. moving forward, because I think the, I think that is an element of trust because I think like when we are fully trusting, I mean, it's like little children, you know, when they fully trust their parents, they, Mm -hmm. I mean, they enjoy their days and they go about everything. Yeah, like everything is amazing,
0: mm-hmm. and and I know you know children don't have a care in the world,
1: but well, I they do sometimes have
0: like temper tantrums because they don't necessarily, and we can definitely can uh, relate and go back to our two year old mm-hmm. temper tantrums. But I do, and that's and we saw that with the Israelites. But now it's a new day; it's a new right. time. When
1: I think that's where it's like. What are you enjoying? And I think there are times in God's goodness where we can enjoy the season we're in, or we can enjoy circumstances. But I think even when circumstances aren't enjoyable, we can still have. I think that's the joy and the enjoyment where we can enjoy the Lord. We can enjoy, you know, the freedom that we He may give us. We can enjoy the peace. Or, Do you know what I think we
0: enjoy, Kara? I think we should enjoy the fact that we have uh, the presence of God. We have, like, with the Israelites, He said. Be strong, be courageous, move forward, don't be afraid. I am with you, and I'll never leave you or forsake you. And I think, Kara, that's what we should enjoy. No one wants to go around and go, I am just praising Jesus that I have got cancer, or I've just had the worst day. I just want to praise Jesus for this horrible day, or these battles, or the spiritual warfares, or problems that are going on. I mean, if you're saying that, you're just lying. But right. you know, but you can say, no matter what, and and you talked about that last week. You said, you know, we can we can unite and we can agree with the fact that we have Jesus, and mm-hmm. and I think that that's where you know he said, and and it's at the very beginning. He says, I don't want I want you to move on, and I want you to go forward, and I want you to remember, I'm always going to be with you, I'm never going to leave you. So no matter what's going on around you. You can have the joy of the Lord, as you're talking about, by realizing God's presence. You know what I do, Kara? Every morning, I ask God, I'm like, God, don't let me miss you today. I don't want to miss you today. Yeah, I can get so caught up in everything around me that God can be giving me all kinds of blessings or, you know, uh, doing things, that little miracles that I don't even pay attention to. I just like, oh, that's just coincidence or whatever. And I just like, I don't want to miss God. Well, I think that's the I think
1: that's the enjoyment. You know, I think yeah. that is where just being so aware of him. And I'm I'm not, if I'm honest. Like I'm thinking like, I need to start praying that <laughs> because yeah. write that um, down. Yeah, like I think that it would be a game changer. And I think, and I'm speaking, preaching to the choir with this one is. I don't think we fully can grasp what it means to be a child of God. Like, Mm -mm. I think if we really did, I think like you're saying, like, I don't think that we would, doesn't mean we'll all of a sudden love our circumstances or love that, you know, broken dreams or cancer or sickness or death, or that doesn't mean that those are all Mm -hmm. still painful. Yes. Hard. It's a battle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the worst. Yeah. But it's the world. It's sin. It's right. the world. It's, it's but it's good. like God's, you know, God would be like, well, I don't love those things either. You know, that yeah. that's,
0: um, I didn't create that at the very beginning. Read Genesis right. 1 and 2. Yeah. Right. Don't blame it, me for what you did. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if we could, and I don't,
1: I literally think it's going to be through prayer. Like mm-hmm. I feel like it has to be something yeah. God reveals to us because we can't, I, I just don't think in our humanness, it's impossible for us to fully to even um, remotely understand what it what it really mm-hmm. means to be a child of God, so I think it's you know asking God like kind of like along with your prayer of, you know h- I don't want to miss you today. Help me to not miss you today, but also mm-hmm. like can you help me to understand, like help me to enjoy. Maybe it's a prayer mm-hmm. of help me to enjoy being a child, your child
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. today.
1: And I don't know what that means. I don't know. I mean, well, I thought think of that, that prayer is, in this so, moment. So I don't yeah. know what that means well, or what write it looks like. Write that down so in, you can pray
0: <laughs> it tomorrow. <laughs> But I think that I think it means, Kara, is that when we keep our eyes and our heart set on God, you know, there's an old song says, um, you know, turn your eyes on Jesus, and the things of this world will disappear. And I do think that. I do think that it has a lot to do with what we focus on and what we're thinking about. And I think that that's why. Moses, you know, kept talking to the people and getting on to them about, like, God is here. He's with us, and He's holy, and He's got so much more for us. And then with Joshua, he's saying, move on. Like, let's don't look back anymore. And if we're looking back, now, I I understand about this counseling stuff. And, you know, and I know every problem you have, Kara, is because of your mama. But <laughs> but just the perhaps maybe that's not true. And maybe there are some things that you've dealt with that your mama didn't put on you. But what I want to say is this, we can glance back and we can look at certain things of why we feel a certain way. Somebody said something or a circumstances or a situation or a relationship or an event happened that was traumatic, that was trauma. And Yes, that does play a part, and that scars, and we deal with those things and those wounds. But eventually, you just got to get your big girl pants on, and you got to move forward and get over There's it. There's
1: a difference in sitting in it, though.
0: You that's know, that's right. Like, that's why I say glass back, but yeah, don't say that. Like you
1: don't. You can look back for the sake of healing, for the sake of understanding right. whatever, or so that you can move forward. You can mm-hmm. look back. Yeah, because even like with the Israelites in this whole storyline. I mean, they, I don't know, I may be misspeaking, but like they, there are points where they're still reminded of what their oh, ancestors did. Yes, Yeah. Yes. Like there was like, Hey, remember how, you know, like, remember your ancestors or, you know, who, however they refer to it. They didn't enter it. You know, they didn't enter in because of their lack of faith or, you know, whatever. Like there was, mm-hmm. it's not this, like, let's act
0: like our past never happened. Well, that's but, true. That's. But- you're going to see when they get to the uh, Jordan River that he tells them to take 12 stones. And I'm sure you saw it because I'm sure you're already past that. But but he says to it as a remembrance. But you mm-hmm. know what? When you think about when God says to remember things, it's usually always what he's done, not what we've done. Right. And we look back at what we've done or what somebody's done to us. And again, that's just keeping your mind and awareness that God's presence. God does not sit around and tell me 24-7 about what a horrible uh, follower of Jesus I am or, you know, issues that I have to deal with on a daily basis. I do sometimes. I'm like, God, am I actually really talking to you about this again? Like, you know, and I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We do one thing or the other. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect or we just give up and don't try at all. And I think that what God wants us to do is that we've got to move forward. And I just think it's time to go down with our lives and we need to say, God, what do you have for me? Well, I think there's an element of moving
1: forward. It's a taking a step is a a step Mm -hmm. of faith. And sometimes that step of faith, I mean, as someone who is in counseling currently, sometimes that step of faith is taking a step while like, let's acknowledge what has happened Mm -hmm. so that I can keep taking a step because if you get you and it's like you can get stuck and you can't take a step so Mm -hmm. then that's where it's like okay why why can I not take a step I'm laying on too long here yeah Mm -hmm. and then because that is you know Joshua 3 it's it's we if you believe take a step you know Mm -hmm. basically and I
0: think that's what you're saying of the moving forward and it's I think one of the the worst, and it's not name it and claim it. I don't name, claim anything, uh, and just expect God to do it. But I do think that there is a balance in being able to say, God, you have promised me that you never leave me or forsake me. I feel alone. I feel like, I'm you know, I don't know where you are. I don't feel your presence. But you said you never left Never leave me. So I, by faith, am going to move toward that direction and not just stay in the uh, mindset, I'm lonely. Now, you have preached to me over (laughs) and over again because I have a tendency, like, just get over it, move on. And I realize that you can't. Sometimes you have to, you know, go there and you have to acknowledge it just don't stay there. And I think the reason that I'm kind of like a little out of balance on that is because I've seen so many people that have so much to offer to the kingdom. You know, God doesn't need your good works. God doesn't need your kindness. Your neighbor does. So it, I think that people are so wrapped up in themselves so much and what's happened to them that they don't Look ahead to see that maybe God does have something great for them, Mm -hmm. that God does have a plan for their lives. And we need, you're never going to get it. Mm -hmm. You're never going to experience it if you don't go on with it.
1: Yeah. And I think there can be a false perception of moving forward because Mm -hmm. if it's things that you have just like, not, but if someone's just willing yourself like, okay, I'm just going to like act like this never happened and get over it and move forward. But then it's like, well, then you didn't actually deal with it. Like you didn't deal with right you know the pain or the bitterness or whatever yeah and so it's like but so it's moving forward isn't for the sake of moving forward moving forward is taking a step in belief Mm -hmm. toward god you know it's trust
0: god for for whatever that means yeah right or or,
1: or moving forward could be taking no step you know like sometimes Mm -hmm. moving forward is Resting, being in the moment, yeah, Mm -hmm. and resting and enjoying wherever Mm -hmm. you are or whatever. I mean, that's where it's like I don't know, I don't know your life, I don't know, I barely know my Mm -hmm. life. So it's like I think that's where, you know, to speak on behalf of you, when you say moving forward, it's not just like we'll just take a step and just, you know, plow through, but it's take a step in faith toward God with God and whatever God, and and don't just keep looking at Egypt or the desert Mm -hmm. or the wilderness, but look where. You're going, you know, like where, mm-hmm. where you are. Look the what possibilities God is doing. of what look God has God. for you, right? Yes.
0: And you know, I think a lot of people are like, well, how do you know if you should do what you should do and where you should go? And and my experience has been that you take the step you know to take.
1: And you if you don't take know that to take one, it, then, then,
0: not, he, yeah. then don't take one. But right. when God shows a step or He sheds a light on something, and you feel like this is. I think God's telling me to go in this direction or do this or whatever. You take that step. If you take the wrong step and you're trusting God, He won't let it happen. He'll close that door. So you don't have to be afraid of that. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. Just take the step that you know to take. And And I think that's huge.
1: One, I think there's an element, too, of like, like, do you think that you are bigger than God? You know, like, if you Mm -hmm. are truly— Surrender. This is where, like, the prerequisite of this is being fully surrendered and
0: open before God and and open-handed. God, I want you. I want everything that Mm -hmm. you have for me, and nothing else. Even even if that
1: means you know, not what I want, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that's where it's like God. Even if you took a quote-unquote misstep,
0: it won't. Mm -hmm. God will do something with it. You know, like if it's like God, if it really was. That's right. The it's wrong like step. we think guys up there in heaven going, Oh no, I had this great plan for her life. I had no idea <laughs> if she was going to go that direction. You know, and it, let's call the Trinity in and let's see what we're going to do with Dot born because she took the wrong step. And I, that's not the direction I wanted her to go. It's not like guys up there going like, you know, crazy over there going, Well, now I don't know what to do. He's always a step ahead. He's right, always a step ahead. Because-
1: you're surrendered That's to right. His will, you know. And the, but there were times where God was probably up in heaven, and been like Lord, Bone, why did you do what you what? Why did you take that step? <laughs>
0: no, He didn't because He knew I was going to take it. Why He was yeah. up in heaven is going, okay, here we go again, another forty years. I don't have that many, but I just know that for now, for what I believe, Kara, that God is saying to us as we start into the promised land, is just move forward. Just take the step, whether it's I'm going to start praying, whether it's I'm going to ask God, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to miss you today. If it's uh, say, God, I can't be strong and I cannot be courageous and I cannot not be afraid right now. And he would be up there going, I know, baby, that's why you have me. God was always there. With them, he never he never uh, expected them to go without him, and we'll see that his presence when we get into Joshua with the art of the covenant. Now there was one time he said, "I'm not going with them," and Moses like panicked, and we talked about that in Exodus, and he said, "Well, if you're not going, I'm not going." But God said, "Okay, I'll go with you," and I think that for us as believers, that's something that we just always need to be aware of because we have the Holy Spirit. We have the power within us to face whatever God has. But I got to tell you this before we close. Okay, now as you are listening in, you got to write this down because this is so powerful. And I would like to say that it came from me, but it didn't. But here it is. Jesus himself is ready to lead you to a rewarding future. Whatever your past, whatever you are right now, or whatever your scars are, the same God who led you in and is leading you out will lead you on. I love that. Mm-hmm. Robert uh, J. Morgan, I love that because he was saying, the same God who led you in that will that led them out is now ready to lead them on. And that's why we move forward is because God says, you go when I go. You stay when I stay. Don't look back. Grass hold for all that I have for you. And Carrie, to be honest, that would give you some rest.
1: Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, Dot Bowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.